This podcast is a presentation of Gateway Fellowship, Paulsville, Washington. Experience community, find hope. Check us out at gatewayfellowship.com. Hey everyone, thanks for being a part of our online campus today. Um, next week, we'll be jumping right back into the series that we started last week called Truth Matters. So hope that you can join us next Sunday at our regular time, 9 and 10.30 online and 9 and 10.30 in person. As you know, there's a gathering outside today uh, for the 4th of July weekend. And so we are worshiping at uh, in the bowl out here, um, 10 o'clock. And so bless you and see you next Sunday. So Freedom in God's waiting room. That's what I want to talk to you about for just a few moments this morning. And I know for many of us, like freedom and waiting, like they actually don't go together because I want to do what I want to do and I want to do it when I want to do it. So um, full disclosure and admitting I am a lousy waiter. I don't mean like waiter as in the person who serves you in the restaurant or serves me in the restaurant, but I'm, I'm a lousy person when it comes to waiting and I blame my mom. I think that DNA gene came came from her. So some of you will remember years ago, I told a little story on my mom um, who is now with Jesus and, and her little stoplight thing. So mom came up to a stoplight, didn't want to wait to turn right. So she kind of blew right through that, got caught because it was a, a camera stoplight. So took her photo, took the video and she got the ticket in the mail. But my mom insisted that she did not do that, that she actually stopped. So she went to court and the judge was very, very kind to her, showed her the video. Even after watching the video, my mother still insisted that that was not her. Anyway, so I, I get that from her. So wait, w- waiting. Honestly, when you're at a red light, how long does it take for the light to turn green? Think about it. You sit there and I sit there and sometimes we go like, man, this light is like forever. And maybe it's like two minutes long or something like that. But, but, but we, have, we have to wait. But this little red thing that is stopping me from doing what I want to do, when I want to do, causing me to wait, are you ready for it? Is for my own good. This little red dot hanging up there on the street pole or the wire is actually for my good because it knows that if I go now, there's a high likelihood that I could be injured because other cars are coming. So I submit to you today that freedom is found in waiting. So let me, let me share with you a Psalm um, that I have been reflecting on. Psalm 27, verse number 14. David says this, wait patiently for the Lord, be brave and courageous, Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Now, I I love that verse, but you really need to kind of back up and really kind of get into the full chapter to really understand what's, what's going on here. David begins by describing the Lord as his light and salvation and the stronghold of his life. In these opening verses of, of, of chapter 27, um, David expresses great confidence in the Lord as his light. Um, salvation and stronghold like he was in that place where like nobody could harm him light meaning understanding and joy and life and God was all of that to him he was his stronghold or a safe place from those who really sought him harm so David expresses that my joy 
um, my salvation and my stronghold. And then David continues. Uh, he says, though an army encamp around me or they circle me, I will not fear uh, regardless what happens. Well, just think about that for a second. Like the army is all around you. David's not going to fear. He doesn't have to fear. He's confident. Why? Because God, he will hide me in, the, in his shelter in the day of trouble. So David expresses much confidence. But then something happens, and it's right here um, that you could draw a line after verse 6. In fact, some suggest like this is actually two Psalms, but it's just the one. You, but you could draw a line after verse number 6 and, and make a note. Life happens right here because David entered a time of waiting. I mean, after all these declarations, David is brought into God's waiting room. Here it is, verses 7 through 10. Just listen to it. Hear, O God, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. And my heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you have been my help. Cast me off. Cast me not off. Forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my father and mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Now, I want to read that again. And this time as I read it, just, just try to see and understand David's emotion here. Try to understand his, his passion. Um, it's easy to read the letters, the black, black and white, and kind of skip over what's taking place. But here's David going like, hear, hear me, God. Hear me, O Lord, when I cry aloud. I mean... He is crying out to the Lord. He's in this place of waiting. Hear me. Be gracious to me. And then he says, now answer me. It's like he's in that place where he's waiting. He's wanting to hear from God, but he's hearing nothing. So he says, God, would you just answer me? You've said, seek my face. And my heart says, your face, Lord, do I seek? And I go like, hide, hide not your face from me. Don't turn away from me. You've been my help. Cast me not off, forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my mother and father have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Apparently, and I would just offer these thoughts, the Lord is calling David into a period of waiting. How long? I don't know. Um, but he was not granting David's protection promptly. It didn't appear. I mean, at least for David, right? I, I know they didn't have red lights there. But um, the red light's on. And uh, he wanted to hear now. But there was a waiting period. He prayed earnestly and with some anxiety for help. He asked the Lord not to forsake him since he was in great need. God had instructed the righteous to pray and to seek his face. And that's exactly what David was doing. So there's emotion and, there, and there's passion. But this turns again in verses 13 and 14. And he says this, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Now, if I could see you right now, um, how many of you would raise your hand and go like, it is really, really hard to wait? 
How many? It's like, it's probably most all of us, right? Waiting can be so hard. But that's, that's what David calls us to. That's what God's word calls us to. Wait for the Lord. And in our waiting, we can be strong. Our hearts can be encouraged. Wait for the Lord. You see, sometimes waiting on God is just the next step and not beyond. Sometimes it's just the next step. In the Bible lands, um, there were many areas that were, were dry and rocky, and it was hard, hard to travel at night because the road was narrow and the, the paths had many, many rocks in them. Without, without a light, you could stumble and fall. So um, what, what the people would do is they would have a lamp with them, and sometimes it would be tied to an end of a rope. So you can kind of visualize that. They would tie this little light, um, little candle to the end of a rope, and they would swing it so they could see it the next step, the next, next part of their journey. Sometimes, particularly if they had something to carry in their hands, they would tie this little light to, to, their, to their ankle, right near their foot. So it would light just the next step, just the next step. But as they took that step and the next step, the path would be lit before them. Nothing beyond, just the next step. And in God's waiting room, sometimes that's what we discover. He just lights the next step for us. If you're human, we're human. Like sometimes I, I you know, I get impatient with that because I want to see what the future looks like. But that's not what most of the time happens. It's just the next step. So I want to share with you just kind of like four things that we'll discover in God's waiting room. And maybe that's where, where you are today. So four things. Number one, we discover that anxious feelings subside when we wait. Now, that doesn't always feel uh, normal, like because we get really anxious sometimes when we wait. But anxious feelings subside as we wait on the Lord. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, right? Don't be anxious about anything. So as followers of Jesus, we can find that place where anxious feelings really do subside as we wait on the one who knows our, our future. So num number one, anxious feelings are, are spoken to, that anxious feelings subside. Number two, we discover safety, just like that little red dot in the sky, that little red light, we discover safety as we wait on him. Proverbs chapter 18, verse number 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are saved. So we find safety in God's waiting room. Thirdly, we find renewed strength. Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It's a familiar verse to, to many of us. But strength is found in the waiting. So as we're in God's waiting room, we're actually strengthened and not weakened. And finally, number four, confidence. While we wait, we have an unwavering confidence in his complete and total control over every event in our life, every circumstance and every moment. So while we wait, we're just simply declaring our confidence and our trust in the Lord 
um, to, to lead us and to guide us in all of life. So again, four, four um, things that we discovered. We discovered that anxious feelings, right, um, um, are spoken to. Waiting on God is a graveyard of anxious feelings. Number two, we discover safety, right? That little red dot's there for a reason. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. We run to him and we're safe. We discover renewed strength and we discover confidence while we wait. So question, what are you waiting for today? There is freedom in our, in our waiting as we place our trust and faith in him. Some parents are waiting on God for their children, right? And some have been praying for a long, long time for your son or for your daughter, or maybe your aunt or uncle or some family member or someone that you really, really care about. And you're waiting. But as you wait, you declare your confidence in him that he hears you when you pray. Some of us are waiting um, for, for God to um, connect us with the, with the right person. We're, we're waiting on relationships, godly relationships that he would bring in into our life and you're trusting him you're in god's waiting room maybe it's a career decision maybe it's it's just the next step whatever it is that you are waiting for while you're in god's waiting room discover and know the confidence that we can have as we trust in him he will light our next step for you and for me so god bless you and uh, i pray for you Let's pray for, for one another as we journey through this life together. You've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. You've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lie. You've been trying to feel the same old holes inside. There's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. You feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, saving, he's a prison shaking savior. You got chains, he's a pain taker. search for the light of day in the dead of night we've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight we've all run to things we know just ain't right there's a better life there's a better life if you got Okay.
Somebody testify, testify. Yeah. Hey.